And welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And we are here, of course, talking about John Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. We are at the end of the week and closing out the week, we have Chrissy Lenz and Nathan Blackwell returning one last time from the most excellent 80s movie podcast. How are you guys? Good, good. So excited to be at minute 35. I know, minute 35 and we're still in the cave. (laughs) (laughs) We are still in the cave. We are always in the cave. It feels that way. It certainly feels that way. Please visit us in the cave. (laughs) Right. This is Minute 35 on today's show. The minute starts with Yinsen watching the slow progress on the laptop. And it ends with Yinsen slowing his own progress as he sees the terrorists blocking his exit. This is a a Yinsen intense minute. Yes. Yinsen is driving this minute, as is that progress bar on that computer. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. It only, it only gets halfway through on this minute. It is a very <laughs> slow progress bar. I mean, but if you look at the computer, you can see why. It's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I come on. Uh, you know. So so. Um, Tony Stark is kind of walking him through the initialization of of the computer. Wouldn't it have been funny if it was DOS and he had to kind of like no no it's backslash. You know, C double dots backslash. Oh, wait, no, no, it's on the E drive. E double dots backslash and everything else. (laughs) Arthur's like, oh, shoot, shoot, Tony. Oh, we got to do an update. I just got to do an update real quick before I can boot up. Right. There's a new version of Windows. Clearly, there's the uh, set dresser had some nice bits of coding going on in the background. I, I always wonder looking at stuff like this. If that actually means anything, like, is there, mm-hmm. did they actually have somebody write something that might make some semblance of sense for the context of the film? Or did they just like copy and paste something from like some giant block of code that they found on the internet? <laughs> this looks right. big and confusing. Let's throw that on the screen. Yeah, it's only going to be there for two seconds. No one in their right mind would pick apart just one minute of this movie. <laughs> you should see if anyone on Reddit knows how to like translate that. That's a great idea. I should ask them what this code is. Uh, is there any logic to anything on the screen here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be very curious to know. I'm also curious to know if that's Urdu or Arabic that's on the actual, like, the window that pops up with the progress mm-hmm. bar. It's probably Hungarian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be Hungarian. <laughs> and what it's actually saying, I'm, I'm guessing it's nothing very interesting. Probably just progress. Right. Something like that. Update Java. Right. (laughs) But you're right. It is a very slow progress bar. It's not getting very far. I think, yeah, like you said, by the time we get to the end of the minute, we've only seen it get to 51%. So very slow. And then, of course, poor Tony. This is one of those moments where it's like really frustrating and it's it's tense because Tony is just like he's hanging there. I mean, he's like he's on a meat hook, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he, and he's, he's locked in. And he's being so calm and he's just like doing his soothing voice and he's like, You gotta talk to me. You gotta tell me what's happening. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty. Just just finish finish me up. Right. Push that button. Finish me up. I love the line which I actually had to turn on the uh, the captions to to hear it because I never could quite uh, hear exactly what he's saying, but he's just like every other hex bolt. 
just to give you mm. this the sense of how rushed they really are at trying to get this all done. And I think it works really nicely in context. Well, I assume it's going to work nicely for for how <laughs> this two will hold up as as we go along <laughs> and see if, is it going to with, withstand uh, the uh, the forces against it or will it uh, will it hold up and will he be able to get out of here unscathed i guess we'll have to wait and see well he does say yeah, to, i'm hoping for the best right. I mean, my hopes are high i think i think so but he says to yinton as he's starting to fade away and say like i need to buy you some time i'm gonna buy you some time he's like stick to the plan we're gonna stick to the plan and apparently the plan was for him to just like run slightly behind what does he say he says um wait at the checkpoints yeah, he says, make sure your checkpoints are clear before you follow me. And that was their plan for him to just, I guess, follow. Yeah, I guess so. Just kind of follow him out. And Tony was going to take out the guards and then mm-hmm. Yinsen would, would get out. Would just kind of like stroll out behind him. It just seemed like it seems to me like that was never going to be the best possible plan to get him out. Like we were joking in the last minute. How come Yinsen didn't get a suit? of his own and in this minute you're kind of like yeah or at least like an apron or a shield you know like a bulletproof apron yeah yeah something i mean you'd think that with all the stuff that he requested that there would be something that at least at least yinsen could kind of hide under or or wear that would kind of help him out in some way or another Mm -hmm. but but alas but Alas. alas yep he's just kicking it it should have been sort of like a giant like fake rock he hides inside and then it just scoots forward right he crouches behind people turn around and look and then they turn away and it scoots forward again possibly like a yoda moment where yinsen could like ride on on his back like a backpack (laughs) as he makes his way out of the cave he totally should have done that that would have been awesome to see that play out it still could happen you guys it really could we can hope for an iron man (laughs) reboot in i mean i I didn't I didn't see it in the trailers, but it could still happen. Oh, you mean like in minute 36? <laughs> like maybe that's oh, what happened? <laughs> maybe he comes running back. He sees these terrorists and he comes running back. Well, right. I'm, I mean, maybe that's what I would do. Um, yeah. But if he's if he's shooting a gun, though, in a cave that's made of stone, wouldn't there be a significant amount of like ricochet as well? Like as he's sort of like running around yelling into the air and, and shooting his gun, I'm like, you're going to shoot yourself? Yinsen, you need to calm down a little bit just with the randomly shooting into the ceiling of a cave. You know, like the bullets can't possibly be getting lodged in the stone, can they? Yeah, that would have been a terrible death for Yinsen. <laughs> just to like get hit Killed by a ricochet. By yeah, get hit by his own ricochet. That would have been awful. It, it is one of those things where as as every time he's running, I, I mean, I appreciate that as one of the good guys that he's never actually shooting at anybody. He's always shooting mm-hmm. up into the ceiling mm-hmm. and waving the gun around as he as he runs. But it does make me wonder. It's like, gosh, I mean, he's running forward right under the rocks that he just shot at. I mean, he might not get a bullet ricocheting to kill him. I would like to think that he's, I mean, I, I wouldn't like to think, but I would expect that there's probably going to be rocks falling on him as he's running yeah. because he's like breaking it all apart. At least a little bit of like grit, like possibly getting in his eye or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> my eye. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> oh, my eye. <laughs> and then he drops his glasses. My yeah. glasses. 
My asthma. Today is not Jensen's day. <laughs> this minute has, for me, what ends up feeling like like the second Raiders of the Lost Ark reference that we've had in our conversations together. Uh, the first one being the the hot coal. This is one where we have all the guards running toward them. Mm-hmm. And then as the camera comes in, all of a sudden you see the guards um. running away. And then you see <laughs> Yinsen coming up behind them. And it feels very much like something that uh, that we've seen uh, happen to Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, these are those moments that they, it's not always that we're getting these kind of comedic moments, but they do pepper them throughout the film, certainly throughout the cave sequence, to allow it to not be a dark, zero dark 30 type mm-hmm. of of gloom they're trying to remind us there are these these bits that's like hey this is still a comic book film this is still something that's for families to enjoy together let's not make it too dark and too scary let's yeah. mm-hmm. try to you know keep the tone up a little bit you need to let a little bit of the air out yeah it's still an adventure yeah and i think that john favreau in particular has a really great sense of where that balance needs to be you know, where it's not like an out and out yuck, yuck, isn't this hilarious? All of those moments do exist in the Marvel universe. It's just these little moments of Jensen running around the corner and there's 30 guys looking back at him. Yeah. You know, and that's not a laughable moment, but it is like a bit of levity to let a little bit of the air out of a very, you know, what has been the last few minutes have been pretty intense. Right. And here we're getting finally a few little, I mean, it still is intense. You know, you got a lot of intense stuff happening, but it does allow for a little bit of that levity to creep in. And I do think that it ends up helping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even just kind of like classic movie moments, you know, to where it's not very realistic, but you're supposed to enjoy the action. You're supposed to enjoy the dilemma. There's been moments to when the, the, the stress and the danger has been played very real. And then to to kind of do like the like you said, like the Temple of Doom moment where they they all run one way and they all run back. It's to to maybe soften the edges of what would be even more terrifying than what we've seen before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's just saying it this this can be fun. This should be fun. Right, right, right. And and again, like like Chrissy was saying, it is something that Favreau is very good at, and he understands not to overdo it, but to still put them throughout and give us that sense. And I, I think it's really nice. And even that last shot, which I think is really a, a great shot, as Yinsen comes running around the corner, and the camera kind of, at this point, we're kind of moving into handheld camera territory. The camera kind of moves around him to reveal the group of people blocking his his exit. It has a hint of that that comedy, but also it just it, it does end up feeling a little more serious. It, so it doesn't ever bug me that that happens. It's not like it, it. I don't know. It's it's like you know having that moment earlier when Abu is the one who kind of holds his hand out and everybody else points their gun. If they all had kind of pointed their gun, it could have made it feel a little too comedic. But mm-hmm. there's something about the way that 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 played that kept it feeling a little more real but allowing a, a hint of the comedy. And, and same thing here. It's not done in a comedic way. It's done in a pretty clean way with the action that makes it work. It just feels really nice. Mm-hmm. I think that the clicking of the guns too adds a lot to it or, or the sound of like all of the guns 
being, I don't know what you call it, turned on, turned on, <laughs> turned on, clicky. Yeah, it's it's one of those classic movie moments or, or like movie sound effects. Like it 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 just doesn't have an impact if people just like raise up a gun. It's got to have that clicking noise, which. They, you know, they should have already cocked their weapons beforehand. It's right. just something that we come to expect now, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it, it's kind of that, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid finale, right? It, you know, you hear, you hear all the guns, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, everybody cocking their weapons and, and firing. It's, it's the same sort of thing. And uh, it works just really nicely here. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they all had the safety catches on because, you know, <laughs> safety first. Yeah, I mean they're they're, right. they're they're with their boss now. It's more important to follow the rules more than ever. Exactly. Um, right. Yep. And so they're just all switching their safeties off. Yeah. They don't want to have to swallow a hot coal. No. Yeah. No. No. So, no. so embarrassing. <laughs> this is very much pulled directly from the comic book. This is exactly what Yinsen does. In the comics as well, he knows that he needs to buy Tony some time while Tony's suit is charging. And so he runs out and uses himself as bait to distract the guards so that Tony can power up and get his suit working. So it's nice to see the way that that actually plays out. But I just feel like, I mean, I know we don't get to see the finale with with poor Yinsen, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it's not going to end well. Yeah, I have a gut feeling like it's just it's just not going to end well. No, yeah. what are you guys talking about? Most of the time <laughs> when people nobly sacrifice themselves to be used as bait so that the hero of our movie can escape a situation, like, they're they're fine. They're totally, totally fine. Totally fine. It'll totally end well. Yeah. Right. This is a family movie after all. They'll all come out of this okay. Yeah. Tune in next episode and <laughs> when, then we'll find out. <laughs> in, the next, in the next minute where all those terrorists are like, Yinsen, what are you? Get back in your room, you silly goose. <laughs> what a weird minute. Yeah. It's not what I was expecting. In the script, this actually happens when Yinsen runs out. It's, it's on page 33, so they're actually doing pretty good as far as the way that they've constructed the script but again there had been a lot of bouncing around with the scenes that preceded it as far as the order but i think from this point forward it's i mean honestly i mean you 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 hit this point you really can't do much other than just kind of continue to the point where tony is hopefully going to escape so i i think that uh, for a while we're going to be done with a bunch of script changes and just kind of see how it all unfolds but it's nice to see this moment i i love seeing yinsen make this decision as i guess painful as it is i think there's a lot of weight that sean tobe carries in the role and i just think it just it just works so nicely the one problem that i have with it every time i watch it is the fact that Tony's only half dressed. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he helps him get all of the suit on. He still doesn't really have the helmet completely on. And I just feel like, and he's still hanging kind of on the meat hooks. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, sure, once the progress bar is, when once the, the it dings, he'll be good to go. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like he's, you know, he's going to have to figure out how to do the rest of it while he's hung up there. <laughs> Look, uh, Yinsen's not perfect. Well, but, uh, but any lady but who's had them. to zip up her own dress from the back knows there are always solutions. There's always. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a way. Yeah, exactly. Tony will figure it yep, out. Yep, yep, yep. 
Well, this I, I'd like to think that this is the moment as he's hanging there waiting for the progress bar and, and trying to think about all the things that he's now going to have to figure out how to do while he's wearing this giant suit. These are the things that go through his head like, I'm going to have to build a suit one day that I don't have to rely on anybody <laughs> to help me where it can base, I can push a button and it will just appear on my body. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, remo- he's thinking of that and <laughs> also going 41 like, steps, then 16 steps, then a quarter turn <laughs> left, you know? Yeah. He, he just total pie in the sky. Screw this noise. I'm just going to invent a suit where I just, it's just right on my chest. And I just tap it and it just magically <laughs> appears. Oh, this sucks so bad. <laughs> it all came from this moment. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have anything else for this minute. What about you guys? Any, any last little thoughts? No, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, these have been definitely these last these five episodes that we've been on have been very Yinsen centric, and uh, I, I really dig him. I mean, he's he's basically the heart that helps Tony transform himself into this new persona. He's kind of right. he's kind of the the mentor um who like like Obi-Wan Kenobi must eventually go so our main hero can kind of move forward on his own quest. I agree and I think his performance is so good that you instantly have this warmth towards him, you know, you're really worried when he is under duress and being threatened, you want you want him to make it out of the cave. But I, I also um Nathan, I'm not sure what you mean about the Obi-Wan moment. Like, he's going to be fine. Yinsen's going to be... Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally Tune okay. in next week. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, definitely. Well, one thing I like to ask our guests before they leave the show is a little bit of their Marvel background with the films and some of your favorites. I, I don't want everybody to feel like they have to put all 20 of them in order from favorite <laughs> right. to least favorite because it's, it's quite a lengthy list. Sh- yeah. Shall I rank all 20? <laughs> but, but what are some of your favorites? What do you guys uh, like about the franchise? What's what's working? So I so if if I made a Marvel movie, it would be Thor Ragnarok. Like that's my total sensibility, kind of like a superhero version of Big Trouble in Little China. So, so that and Guardians of the Galaxy, I've also really enjoyed three fourths of the event or two thirds of the Avenger movies. And then I, I really enjoy a lot of the Marvel movies. I have no memory of watching Thor 2, though I'm the sure. Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> although I, I, I did buy a ticket and I did watch it. I just retain none of the scenes or moments from it. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan for sure. But in terms of my personal tastes, I, I really enjoy the the more um, the, the the sort of comedy adventure ones. I am 100 percent in agreement uh, with Nathan um, for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is so perfect. I love it so much. I was just like sitting in the theater watching Ragnarok and just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This just this forever. I just want to watch this movie forever and ever and ever. I loved it so much. And the way that the comedy was used also then right behind that is going to be guardians of the galaxy again, because they have a slightly more comedic balance, right? So they still have the action plus the comedy, but there's just, you get a bit more comedy with those stories and those characters. That's my cup of tea. 
Um, and to have a little bit more of that comedy. And then to contradict like everything I just said, like probably my favorite character is Doctor Strange. Oh, I love Doctor Strange too. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange is great. Uh, but you know what? My favorite thing about the Marvel movies is that you can watch them as a family. I have two kids. They're 12 and 8. And we can all sit down and have, you know, a, a super high level of enjoyment, which is really hard to come by where we're all equally entertained. And we get to, like, ha- talk about the message of the movies as well. Like, what does it mean that they're making these choices and experiencing these consequences? And how can we, you know, learn from the lessons that we're being taught by these movies, which are plentiful and good. Good lessons. Except for Thor 2, Dark World. Except for that one, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure I enjoyed it before I totally forgot it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that might be its problem, is that it's enjoyable, but it may be a less memorable one. And that, that unfortunately, doesn't help. Especially when it's followed by Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, absolutely. Which is is a raucous wild time. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I feel like a lot of the supporting characters that they had to kind of put into Thor that were his buddies and things like that, we were leaning on them and it just weren't all that memorable. It'll be an interesting one to end up breaking down minute by minute Mm -hmm. one of these years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, bring us back. Yes. That's right. Ten years from now, we'll uh, we'll all circle around the campfire again and, and jump into it. It'll be great. Well, again, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me here on uh, the Marvel Movie Minute to talk about Iron Man. Had a great time. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, indeed. Such good minutes. And you want to remind everybody one last time where people can find you? You can find Nathan and Chrissy on the most excellent 80s movies podcast uh, where we watch 80s uh, movies with a sort of a modern look back at what still works and what uh, sometimes doesn't. And that is available um, wherever podcasts are uh, found. Just search for Most Excellent 80s Movies Podcast. Or if that's too many words, visit us at mostexcellentpod.com. Everybody check out that show and have a great time listening to those two talking about uh, some of those great 80s movies. It's always fun. But otherwise, that's it for today's show. And that's it for this week. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at patreon.com slash thenextreel. Until next time, true believers. True believers.